Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Hey, this is Carlos from the Butcher Baby. This is George
to be thinking about every stage of the process was how to make sure that these big, you know, expansive, sterile venues uh, became sort of a hub of energy and community and felt, it still felt like a sort of, you know, the small, a smaller punk show that we've been doing all our lives. That we wanted, that was, that was quite a conscious thing in our minds. Um, and, and so that, that was kind of the reason why we were so ambitious with the production. So the, the whole thing with the quadraphonic surround sound, um, which is something that hasn't been done live since Pink Floyd did it in the, in the 80s, mm. uh, 70s and 80s. Um, so, it, you know, it was a huge undertaking. I think when we, when we sort of first decided to do it, we were perhaps a bit naive just to what a big thing it was. So that, that, that's why it was, um, it was three months of, of, uh, pretty ridiculous hours, you know, because we're so DIY. It was often me, uh, me and Rory, or me and Chris. Um, it wasn't really. I, I say it was a bit like an office job, like like a nine till five. It was more like a nine till eleven, <laughs> or, or, or perhaps further into the night as well. Yeah, it was it was pretty hardcore, but um, no, I think that definitely helped creating the sort of more of a, a communal vibe because we're. Wherever you were in the venue, you had sound coming from all around you, sort of circling you, if you like. So it really sort of made uh, made you feel sort of penned in. So it's a bit disconcerting, which I think is is good from a theatrical sense. And we don't want people to be too comfortable. You know, it's not like going to the theatre, sitting down and watching a, an opera <laughs> or something. We want people to feel a bit on edge. Um, but also it created that communal vibe because it made people feel a bit more together um, as, as sort of... In being circled by the sound, or like penned in like sheep or something. So, um, yeah, just just things like that. You know, the sort of like little, almost philosophical ways we we can sort of change the concepts of the live show. It must have been absolutely unreal when you guys were rehearsing that and just standing there and just hearing your music through those speakers. That would have been so sick. Yeah, I mean, well, we started off in, in uh, Chris, our bassist garage, and we just had four little, uh, like, studio speakers, one in each corner of the room. Um, and so you couldn't really, we, we could sort of, we could program it there, but we couldn't grasp just what it would sound like in a big room. And, uh, yeah, when, when we had our first production rehearsals um, up in, where, where was it, somewhere in London, um, uh, yeah, it was just, it was one of those points where we, we put on the first interlude where it was, you know, full of these, these strange and eerie effects like looping around the room and it was just one of those points where we just all looked at each other and just burst out laughing, just just pure glee, pure joy. That <laughs> um, you know, the last three months of hard work was, was, was definitely worth it. And uh, are you bringing uh, some of that stuff with you, Dan, on, on this tour? Yeah, I feel, I feel bad about speaking about it with, with, with such enthusiasm because, no, I mean, unfortunately... It's it's so expensive and and the venues aren't we're not we're basically not really big enough in Australia to do anything like that yet so yeah it's just back to like a normal a normal stereo headline show yeah <laughs> oh man it's still gonna be good I mean you guys are playing the Trifford which is one of my favourite venues to play it's it, it, that's in Brisbane and it's unreal man it's like have you have you seen there before that venue. I, I'm not sure the, the name doesn't ring a bell, but I'm I am the worst one out of all of us for remembering venues that we've played. So <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, no, I mean we, we we can't wait to go back. The vibe at, in Australian shows is always amazing. Like there's so much energy. 
Um, and it's quite a varied set as well. And there's lots of like new stuff in the set that we didn't do in our headline tour over here in, in the UK. So, yeah, we're, we're really excited to, to be playing. Oh, hell yeah, man. And, uh, of course, you know, not just Australia. I mean, you've toured all over the world and you've probably played some insane places. What's the most danger you, you think you've felt you've been in while on tour? Oh, blimey, that's a good one. Um, might have to ponder on that one. Uh, <laughs> been, you know, there's been a lot of points. I mean, there's been points in Russia. Um, we were quite supportive of um, Pussy Riot when, when they were jailed. Mm. Um, and we did various sort of benefit shows and sort of uh, a few interviews and he got picked up by the Russian state media um, and some, someone, one of our Russian fans sent us a, a video of, of basically it was the Russian uh, state TV channel news and they were doing a special report on Pussy Riot and and it, they actually included a lot of footage of our gigs and of course we didn't know what they were saying but the person who sent us the email was saying like basically they were, we're on now a watch, a watch list, a Russian watch list um, so that that was a bit scary because you you get some uh, some very very fervent violent far right uh, people in in Russia who are very quick to um, you know come to shows and, and destroy venues and, and pick fights and things like that. So that was a bit of a scary uh, tour that we did in Russia, whenever that was a few years ago now, um, and uh, playing Malaysia as well was a bit strange because we're, we're quite sort of. We're not like a militant atheist band, but um, you know we have we have songs about religion and its various negative effects and about atheism. Um, and playing a venue that was right next to a, a mosque in in a in a country that um, is very deeply religious, that 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 was also slightly scary. The promoter sat us down and said, made a massive list of things we we can and cannot say. Or, and can do and cannot and cannot do on stage and things like that and uh, yeah, so there's been a, a few few points like that um, and there's, there's also been a few run-ins with uh, far right groups here in the UK. Like I remember we played Nottingham once and there was a massive group of uh, basically neo-Nazis that came to the show. Um, that was that was a bit troublesome. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean you know we, we've there's been a lot of instances like that, but we've always managed to. Uh, to, to get out of it. <laughs> <laughs> that's full on, man. That, that's that's actually more full on than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> you know, but uh, <laughs> if it's pushing buttons, man, making people think, you know, and, and educating people, then, you know, you're on the right track, I think. Yeah, and it, I mean, I guess as well, if you're pissing off neo-Nazis, then you're probably doing something good. <laughs> 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 awesome, man. Well, uh, you know, have you guys got ideas for a follow-up to Mindsweep? Have you been cooking ideas up? Yeah, I mean, we're not, like, probably sort of taking time off to write and heading to the studio until after these tours, um, the Japan-Australian tours. Uh, but, I've, yeah, I've definitely been getting ahead of the game. I mean, I had, like, this idea of, of a sort of a new, slightly new direction, really, Um and it was very much just in my head, and I wanted to sort of, yeah, get ahead of the game and, and extrapolate it and, and uh, see if it works in the in the real world outside of my imagination. So, so I've been demoing quite a lot over the last uh, month or two. Um, yeah, and that's really exciting. I think that hopefully that will all um, 
settle in and we'll be able to uh, progress with this with this sort of slightly new uh, new vibe um, in the in the coming months. Unfortunately, I mean we won't even be going into the studio until I think it's about February. Um, so the the album itself won't be out until sort of mid to late 2017, which feels so far away right now. But, um, yeah, no, it's, we're starting to get excited here. Yeah. Oh man, it'll go go so quick. I mean, this year alone's gone pretty quick. So I mean, fans can wait yeah. a little bit longer. I mean, you need a li- at least a couple of days of break yeah. up touring, especially you know a couple of years on a yeah on a yeah massive tour like that. You know. Yeah, absolutely. No, yeah, it'll, I'm sure it'll come around very quick. Yeah, man. Yeah, well, we definitely <laughs> can't wait, dude. Well, uh, you know, thanks again for joining us on the show tonight, man, and uh, we'll see you in Brisbane on September 20 at the Triffids. Wicked. Well, yeah, thank you for having me, and uh, we'll catch you there. Planning on travelling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 